Good afternoon, basketball fans, and welcome to a Monday afternoon edition of the Big Deep Podcast. Before I bring in today's special guest, please subscribe, like, share the uh, Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We're uploading more and more content these days, so uh, please check it out. So uh, usually you would see both of us from home, but uh, joining us joining us in her call from somewhere near St. Louis is uh, my friend Michaela McGee. Michaela was a college basketball player first at Missouri State, then I remember her at uh, FGC where she uh, played the t- – 2017 NCAA tournament against Miami down the road in Coral Gables. Yep. And now, and now, and now, Michaela, like me, is a journalist. She is a reporter for uh, what is it? At Fox, Fox Two now in St. Louis. Yep, Fox Two News and KPLR. <laughs> that I get everything. You got um. Yeah, I mean, I actually. So started a nonprofit as well. So I guess you can say I'm a founder of a nonprofit called More Miracles STL. We um, focus on families, uh, you know, just mending families through counseling, financial education, and um, activities. So getting people active out and really working on their mental, emotional, and physical health. And I knew you would do something good with the community, Michaela. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so talk about your basketball. So talk about your basketball first. Uh, do you remember your earliest? Do you have any early basketball memories when you were a kid? Early basketball memories. Well, yeah. I mean, sports were my entire life growing up. I was always in a million different things. You know, basketball included. I played. So in high school, I played basketball, soccer, and softball, all at the varsity level. And then growing up in my, you know, elementary and middle school days, I was a gymnast for several years. I got to an elite level, and then I quit because I started getting a little too tall, and they wanted me to quit my team sports. But I've done volleyball, basketball, soccer, softball. Um, I even swam for a little bit. So I... Had a very well-rounded sports background. Took some dance lessons just to see if I would like that. But I was just a really good athlete. So I stuck with the team sports. And in basketball, I guess I could say my best memory growing up with basketball was I got to play um, with basically the same group of girls my entire time in St. Louis, both at in AAU and CYC. And just had an amazing time, like, building those relationships and us all supporting each other, trying to get to the next level. Yeah, and in a way, because you almost became more like sisters because you were with the same group of girls year after year. So you all became close and bonded together more than a group of girls for a few weeks or months at a time. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's with any team sport. Um, Those your team becomes your family. I mean, when you spend so much time with someone and you, you know, you're really grinding day in and day out. And then I personally think, especially at that lower level, that, you know, amateur level, I don't even know if college sports is considered amateur anymore, but you know, like high school and lower, especially when you're around girls who have a similar vision and similar goals of wanting to get to that next level of playing division one, division two, just 
a collegiate level. It just makes it so much more fun because everyone's competitive, everyone's working hard, and you just have that support system behind your back that is pushing you towards your goals. You know, interesting. One thing that's changed the last few years is that people are becoming instead of being versatile and playing all different sports, whether it be soccer, basketball, baseball, softball, whatever, people just focus on one sport. Is that a mistake in a way? I would not say it's a mistake. If you know which sport you are extremely, you know, passionate about and that's exactly what you want to do, then I don't feel like there's one right or wrong way to getting to where you want to be. For me personally, I genuinely appreciated the opportunity of playing so many different sports because I felt like every sport gave me a different skill and a different strength and it helped me develop, you know, different muscles and and different coordinations, vision. They all helped me become an all-around great athlete. Um, I think looking back, you know, I might not have been the most skilled at any of the sports I played, but I was definitely one of, I was always one of the most athletic girls on, you know, every team that I played on. So I think looking back, yeah, I would have liked to hone in more on my skill sets, but I had a lot of fun and I enjoyed playing all of those sports. And I do feel like they helped me get to the level that I was um, as a basketball player, soccer player, you know, just as an athlete and as a person. So I personally don't regret it, but I do see why people are starting to kind of just get more sports specific because you can really focus on skills and becoming a skillful player, you know? Yeah. Did you have any uh, basketball role models? Yeah, I loved Maya Moore. I always have. Um, watching her play, Can- uh, Candace Parker. Um, who else? I-, I mean, obviously, LeBron, Michael Jordan. Um, I love Diana Taurasi. She's just been a beast. Her, you know, you know, since UConn, whenever I was watching her play, she was someone just with that tenacious personality who would do anything and everything for her team. And she was a, she was a bucket. So, yeah, I'd say those were my my top players. And then coming down the line, I really became a fan of Kayla McBride. She played at um, Notre Dame. Um, I loved her game. I felt like me and her had very similar body types. So she was kind of someone who I would like to replicate my game after. Now, she has a way better pull-up jump shot than me. <laughs> She's way better in the mid-range than I am. But she was someone who I started watching around my um, freshman and sophomore year of college. We all can't beat Chris Paul banging 15-footers every day of the week. Right, right. You know, you got you to know your strengths. <laughs> yeah, nobody can stop my floater game. Oh, golly. I might have to catch you when I get down in Florida. Uh, indeed. So uh, now we transition to your college career. First off, you started at Missouri State. Yeah. We you played how many? Two years? Three years? I played two years at Missouri State, one year under coach Nyla Millison, and then my sophomore year under coach Kelly Jolly Harper. And talk about that. Um, I absolutely loved, I loved Missouri State. It was a great atmosphere. I mean, it's one of the best, I feel like, supported women's programs in the country. Um, everyone loves the Lady Bears, and I feel like 
you know, with any freshman coming in into a Division One program, I came in with six other freshmen. You know, we were a big and new class. Um, and it was, you know, you have to learn learn the ropes. So my freshman year was a little bit frustrating, you know. Um, I felt like I was doing everything that I was supposed to do and needing to do, but not necessarily getting my opportunity. But I think that's one thing that freshmen have to learn as well is like there's girls who have been there for three, four years more than you. And they're supposed to be better than you. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, you're supposed to like strive to get to that level. And um, I think it can be tough for freshmen sometimes coming in because you feel like you are doing everything right. And like you should be getting these opportunities, but it's just not your time. You know, and so that's kind of something that I struggled with my freshman year um, mentally that I feel kind of hurt me a little bit down the line. But still, I stuck with it, stayed with it. And then um, Coach Millicent ended up moving on and Coach Kelly Harper came in and absolutely loved playing for her staff. They're now coaching at the University of Tennessee, wherever where she went and won three national championships with Pat Summit. So she that was an excellent coaching staff that I enjoyed learning from and playing with and I loved that style of play that she brought to the team and I felt like I made strides that year and got a lot better um and I started playing more and it was it was a really good atmosphere but for me personally um just career decisions that I wanted to make future you know outside of basketball I kind of wanted to be in a bigger city um because I was doing, I was actually double majoring at the time. I was doing communications and sports management. Um, so I was on track to graduate with two degrees, but I got to my sophomore year and kind of hit a crossroad of like, do I, do I stick it out here at Missouri State or do I transfer and go into a bigger city where I can, you know, network and start, you know, making plans for my future. So I made the very, very tough decision, and it was hard. It was not an easy decision to transfer. And I went to George Mason, where my um, freshman coach, Coach Nyla Millison, was coaching. And so I spent my junior, redshirt junior, and senior year there. I graduated from George Mason um, with my degree in communications, public relations. And then I did a postgrad transfer to Florida Gulf Coast, where I was able to start my master's and play my fifth year under Coach Mesco. And I absolutely enjoyed my time. And I always say if I could go back from square one and end up at Florida Gulf Coast at first and spend my entire collegiate career there, I would have done it in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. I remember you at FGCU because, of course, being an FGCU alum, I've I not just watched the FTC women's basketball program for many years, but keep in touch with many of you. Yeah. So uh, obviously, Michaela, your best memory from FTC was making the answer, 2017 NCAA tournament where you lost a heartbreaking game against Miami. I'm not going to say how the game ended because I think we both know how the game ended. Very questionable, yeah. <laughs> make, that, make that two very questionable calls. Yeah, very, very questionable. But um, again, my time at Florida Gulf Coast University, I cherish very, very much. Um, just the girls, the girls who I played with, the coaching staff. I had Coach Mesco, Coach Chelsea Banbury, Coach Lyles, um, 
who else was Mandy was there and then Jenna Jenna um oh my gosh why can I not even think of her name right now you guys know Jenna <laughs> her Cobb. last name yeah Jenna Cobb I think she's yeah Cobb why could I not think of that yeah and Jenna Cobb and their coaching staff was amazing I my visit down there I absolutely just knew I was going to be there the vibes were amazing I loved my teammates when I met them at first and we just had fun like we enjoyed each other. We all, we were winning. It was just, it was a really good time. And again, like I tell all anyone who tells me that they're thinking about Florida Gulf Coast, I'm like, go there. Cause you will be so happy. I mean, you're going to be in a beautiful location. You're going to be around people who care about you, who care about your success on and off the basketball court and who will do anything to help you get to where you want to be and accomplish your goals. And I would I would not say one bad word about Florida Gulf Coast University. I had an amazing time. Well, well, let me tell you this: uh, you've got beach, basketball, and raining threes. Other than that, I'm re I'm ready. I'm ready. Sign me up. No, literally. And if you if you want to win, I think that's one thing. Another thing that uh, recruits really need to look at. I mean, you can go you can go to any program, but it's not fun when you're losing. So if you're going into a losing program and of course you want to come in and help, you know, turn things around for a university. So I'm not knocking that ambition whatsoever, but when you go somewhere, you want, you want to be with a program and with a coach who knows how to win in a discussion. And we all know that coach Mesco knows how to win. He gets girls who can come in and win ball games. And that's what makes it fun. I also feel like FGCU, especially on the women's side, has done a great job with transfers because you, because girls have got talent, but they didn't get a chance to play, whether it be at Ohio State, Ole Miss, or some of these other schools. And now all of a sudden, somebody like you or some of these players are now stalls because they're finally playing and showing their talent. Yeah, well, I also think getting into a system that fits some, I mean, that's huge for girls. I mean, if you're not comfortable in a system or if it's a system that you don't necessarily understand, like, um, I can personally vouch, like, there's some systems where you just feel like you can't just hoop, you know, and, like, be a basketball player. And I think that Coach Mesco's system, ha it has structure to it, but it also allows room for you to be a hooper, you know, and make plays and make reads and that's huge. And whenever you get that confidence back, when you get your swagger back, which is what a lot of people come to Florida Gulf Coast and do is they get that, that swag back to them, that confidence that really allows them to shine. And that's why they win. <laughs> yeah, reigning threes and winning 30 games a year are not a very common at FGCU. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's wonderful. What Coach Mesco has done at that school is historical literally i have and i've played for great coaches i've played for amazing coaches i mean like i said nyla millison was a great coach she was a, she's she's won she's won conference championships she's gone to the tournament she's she's been close to winning a you know in nit um and kelly harper who has won three national championships herself with tennessee who is an amazing coach, who has had a lot of success. But Coach Mesco is just different. And I don't know how to necessarily put that into words, but just his, his coaching style 
the way he relates with his players, um, the way he plays to your strengths as a player. It's just he he puts you in positions to be successful. And so if you don't, if you're not successful, it's kind of on you. So you got to take a look in a mirror, a hard look in the mirror sometimes. It's it's weird because you know what FGC will style FGC will play, and yet nobody, and yet nobody has mastered it like Smesco has done. Yeah, I mean Smesco is a true, you know, student of the game. Even though I would consider him an expert at this point, he always takes the time to learn, and he loves watching film. This isn't anything that no one knows already, but he enjoys watching basketball he enjoys learning about basketball he enjoys learning about new techniques and styles and um even though he stayed true to his you know his um i guess form of basketball he's always learning which is why he's always ahead of the game he's he's never going to be behind he's going to know everything that each team that we are about to play is going to do and um, you know, preparation is key, and he he always is prepared for any and everything. So after your college career was over at FGCU, now you are still playing professionally with your hometown team. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it's awesome. Um, I came back home, and you know, was kind of just figuring. You know, I just finished my master's from Florida Gulf Coast University and I was like what um what am I going to be doing with my life so I was trying to you know like find and start start finding a career and you know kind of what what was next for me but we do have a semi-pro team that plays here in St. Louis and it's called the St. Louis Surge we're part of the GWBA league which stands for Global Women's Basketball Association which is a growing league across the United States um, where teams come together and we, they get great talent. I mean, these are division one players, um, who will play overseas at this point, um, who have had experience in the WNBA and, you know, it just it probably didn't work out and they come back down to this league. So it's great talent. I mean, this is talent you would see at a division one level. Um, and they just play against each other. And I, happened to know the owner of the team here she actually presented me my high school um athlete of the year award <laughs> in 2012 and she reached back out to me when she knew I was home and she was like hey you know we're looking for some players and she was also looking for some interns so I was like perfect I did a dual role and I was a communications intern as well as a rostered player and I was able to get some work experience while still playing basketball. And I did my first year in 2019 and I was going to come back for 2020, but obviously the pandemic hit. So our season got canceled. And then, so now come 2021, I am um, rostered as a reserve player. So you mentioned earlier, I have a full-time career now as a uh, reporter and sports anchor for Fox 2 News here in St. Louis, um, which I absolutely love. But because of my schedule at the station, I'm not available to make all of our away games with the St. Louis Surge. So I'm rostered if any of our main 10 girls 
get hurt, if they need someone to fill in, I'm available. I still practice with them in the mornings. We practice at 5.30 almost every single morning. So it's um, been a lot on my plate, but it's still fun. It's fun to be able to get back out, you know, and still hoop and um, great way to just get my day going with these girls. And our team has been very successful. We, I believe, are seven and one in the GWBA right now. Um, so we play every Saturday. Uh, we're adding into playoffs next weekend, which is going to be awesome. So I'm really excited for that. And on the games that I don't dress out, I get to commentate on the live stream. So I'm just working it all the way around. <laughs> part-time, part-time basketball player, part-time broadcaster. This, yeah, Candace Falcon won't have any on you then. The grind doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, so – Obviously, being a sports anchor, you've been able to travel around St. Louis. What has been the uh, what has been the one sport event that you all that you have enjoyed the most in the Gateway City? I'm not gonna lie to you. I just went to. It's not in St. Louis, but this will be in 2023. I went to. Kansas City, which is about four hours away from here, and I went to an MLS game over there for Sporting KC against um, uh, the Miami FC or CF, I believe. Miami FC. Yeah, so, and I had a blast. It was so much fun, and the, it was, I mean, it was one of the best times I've had, but also... Oh, I almost forgot to do this. I got the opportunity to cover the Olympic trials for the women's and men's gymnastics teams here that was held in St. Louis down in the Dome. So I got to, you know, see like Simone Biles and, and Sunisa Lee. And then I, um, you know, like all of the men's who are now over in Tokyo perform. And I got to cover it on, um, you know, national news stations around the country. So that was a really, really awesome experience as well. Yeah, was it was it on looking at some of America's greatest gymnasts knowing them there? I mean, how tall is Simone Biles? Like four eleven, five feet? Yeah, she's she's really small. She actually like comes up to my rib, it feels like. <laughs> but um she is an awesome person. Um I've met Simone Biles outside of this competition as well. And she's just such a cool, down-to-earth, humble human being. And just being able to watch her in person and, and do these high-level, difficult skills that she's bringing into competitions was – I mean, I'm so thankful I got the opportunity to see it in person. You know, that's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and who knows if she'll be returning um, to compete in the following years because, you know, she's, she's 24. This might be her last Olympics. And – it was just a real blessing to be able to watch watch her do her thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting seeing all the athletes you you not just meet but com- see them compete at the Olympics. Yeah, and yeah. they did great. The women's team they did absolutely wonderful um, for the preliminaries. So we'll see how they do on the second round, and hopefully we can get a lot of golds coming home. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I think it was actually, yeah, U.S. complete was second. U.S. women in the second behind the, uh, I don't know if we call, 
um, Russian Olympic Committee, or just call them Russia. Right, right. So, actually, that was the first time in a few, few cycles that the U.S. women failed to finish first in qualifying, but we know the men rounds will be where it counts the most. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, our women's basketball team, they're get, getting into the swing of things. Hopefully our men can turn some things around here pretty soon. So can we get can we get Bradley can we get Bradley Beal out of COVID protocol, please? I know, man. I, I my heart hurts for him and I know that has to just be so tough. You know, these players work so hard and then Bradley Beal is coming off of a phenomenal NBA season, um, you know, scoring wise and just what he's done. So that has to suck. Um, and I know he probably hates it. You're just as a competitor, from a competitor standpoint, that just is the worst whenever you're like, okay, you finally made it to this point, and then it gets taken away from you for something so out of your control, such as COVID. So, you know, our prayers and thoughts are with him. But the city of St. Louis loves Bradley Beal, and they're supporting him, and they know – what he can do and what he would have brought to this team. And so hopefully he gets his opportunity again in the future. But, yeah, they could really use him <laughs> on this team this year. Although St. Louis is not – although Jason Tatum's representing St. Louis at, for Team USA. Yes, he is. And Jason Tatum, yeah, one of the, one of the best to come out of St. Louis. So, um, you know, Jason Tatum's always going to do his thing. Hopefully he can – he can help rally them back in them a couple points going, you know, moving forward so we can get in a good position. Um, but yeah, Jason Tate and Bradley Beal, hometown heroes. <laughs> yeah. And so are you. Oh no. <laughs> so uh, thanks for hopping on Michaela. And uh, we wish you all the best in your basketball and journalistic career and uh, hopefully we can see each other soon yeah absolutely i'll be down there august 6th to the 9th so let's link up grab some lunch uh i'll be glad to do that perfect all right well thank you for having me on dylan i appreciate it thank you michaela